Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to episode 37 of Double Hop Beat, a podcast taking the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, a home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. This week, we'll be continuing our short series on non-alcoholic craft beverage options by discussing H2Ops, hop water. Yeah, so I got to uh, try some of this hop water and it's actually a lot harder to find in our area than I anticipated. And actually, uh, I was trying to get my hands on some hop water a couple of weeks uh, before we did this um, kind of mini series or had the idea to do the mini series. And there's actually a wait list to get hop water from your local um, craft beer store or liquor store. And so it's pretty hard to get. It's a hot commodity. It really is. And so I was just fascinated, willing to try it. Yeah, well, to get more on this and find out a little bit more in depth about the company, we are actually going to have another special guest this week. Two special guests, two episodes in a row. Yeah, man, this this non-alcoholic craft beer beverages is awesome. Today we are joined by Paul Tucker, founder of H Two Ops Hop Water. Welcome, Paul, and thanks for joining us. Hey, you're welcome. Okay, well, let's get started. First of all, how did H Two Ops come about? What is your origin story? Yeah, the, the origin story is uh, come from a, from a home brewing background and uh, uh, was taking my home brewing to a, to a new level. I heard that you can grow hops at home and you get some of the, the rhizomes. And, you know, I live in Southern California, so I wasn't very optimistic that, uh, you know, they would come up. But I got about five or six different varieties, putting them in the ground and, and a couple of them did. And uh, that first year they came up, it was just amazing. You know, they grow like 20 feet tall and there's all these beautiful, bright green hop cones there. And I picked them and found a recipe to, to brew with uh, fresh hops. And uh, I just happened to have some left over. And, uh, you know, just kind of geeking out on the hops, looking at them and smelling them. I was just like, what, what would these taste like? if it wasn't in beer, you know, without the malt and the yeast, mm-hmm. you know, which are pretty, you know, pretty, pretty strong flavor components in beer. Uh, but obviously, you know, hops are the magic flavor in craft beer. And so that was sort of the, the inspiration. And, and I just said, you know, let's just brew these up. Like we're, we're brewing a, brewing a beer and uh, see what it tastes like. And, you know, it was, it was pretty, pretty early and crude at that point compared to what we're doing right now. But, you know, I tasted it. I'm like, wow, this is actually really, interesting it's really good now what you said you did citra hops and um a couple other varieties well the yeah the first you know growing in my uh, backyard the columbus hop came up really Mm -hmm. well you know and that was kind of the first one but uh, right now you know after that and in in trying to get to something i really liked i i I bought every kind of hop i could buy from the you know the home brew shop and probably 30 or 40 different hops and did little test batches and blends and came up with a proprietary blend and, and, you know, really like the, you know, the the hops that, that are in your, your super West coast IPAs, you know, like citrus Simcoe, Amarillo, Mosaic. Mm -hmm. uh, And uh, you know, so it's, so it's a blend of those and we keep that a little bit proprietary as as much as we can and uh, uh, really, really happy with it right now. Yeah, so we had the pleasure of trying your original and as well your grapefruit, and I really love the grapefruit. Um, the aroma and the flavor from that, was that all just 
from citra hops or from the hop that you get that grapefruit aroma? No, no. We're, we're actually uh, using some organic grapefruit extract in that. Okay. And uh, it just, you know, happens that, you know, grapefruit pairs really well with uh, the natural flavor of hops. And, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, that, that's something that I think if we were a little more sophisticated, we would, you know, take some different type of hops that would bring those type of characters and maybe blend it together. But uh, we thought that, you know, that, uh, you know, using some organic grapefruit extract would be kind of the best way to go about it. Well, it was very delicious and refreshing, especially because it's a heat wave. We've had about three heat waves like in the past month over here. So it's been wow. nice to have a, a nice, refreshing, non-alcoholic midday beverage. So yeah. Yeah. And that originally that was my thought, you know, I'm coming from a home brewing background and it's just like, uh, geeking out on the hops and just really appreciating the plant and what they taste like. And, you know, my go-to when I'm not drinking beer is, has always been just uh, flavored sparkling water. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of the, the idea it was like, wow, you know, I don't have to drink LaCroix or, or Perrier or whatever it is, you know, if I could just have that flavor without the alcohol, I could drink this anytime. I mean, how cool would that be? You know? And so that, that was sort of the original thinking. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, five or six years, um, we started surprising, you know, having all these people that have whatever reason for health reasons have stopped drinking or just want to moderate or actually people that have just stopped drinking, you know, said, I haven't had a, you know, drink in X number of years. I love this. This is just like, you know, changed my life. You know, I can drink this again. And, you know, it's, it's really, it's not a beer, it's something completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, but it still has some of those kind of flavors. And we found that at least on social media and the people that really reach out to us, that's just a huge community that, you know, back five or six years ago, when I launched this, there wasn't such a, such a thing as sober curious or dry January. Um, and, and it's just become uh, a you know a, a real community that has has embraced us a lot. Not to say that we don't have a lot of hop heads, you know, like myself, <laughs> or they're just like you know you can't drink beer all the time. And you know if you're if you're busy, you have a you have a job and a family. You know I think that it just it's a it's a great way to just to moderate, enjoy that flavor, and uh, uh, it, it means different things to uh, different people. Is uh, you know the way it's the way it's worked out. I mean the way we th- I think we think of it is more, it's a craft beverage. So I think you hit the nail on the head there about just the being a community and similar to what craft beer has. And you feel like a community aspect of it. This is also, you can basically do with it, whatever you want, whether you stop drinking or you don't want to drink, or you want to have an in-between drink. Uh, it's so dynamic and you just want that community. You want to feel the same community that, you know, the craft beer industry has and that kind of feeling, which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we're, we're really all about being inclusive and, and having choices. And, uh, you know, we know that you go to a restaurant or a bar and, you know, they're not usually not going to have a, a non-alcoholic alternative. That's, that's good. And if they, in the past, if they had, you know, there, it's going to be an Odules or, or something like that, that I, you know, in my mind, that the, the big brewers just offer that as sort of a, a public relation type of offering they probably don't put much resources or effort or care too much about how it tastes but uh the world's really changed you know with uh athletic brewing and there's bravis and there's surreal and there's partake you know right now there's all these 
fantastic uh, entrepreneurs that are brewers that are putting, you know, their their great creative minds against coming up with fantastic non-alcoholic beer. And so that's that's really good. Um, it's it's uh, pretty exciting. But you know, we're we're a little bit different. We're not really trying to be or try to taste like beer. We're mm-hmm. we're something that, as you say, is just this craft beverage that is all about the appreciation of the hops and yes, people are going to drink it uh, as a substitute for a beer and other people are going to drink it like, you know, when they're driving down the road or just for lunch or, uh, and, and not really think of it as, Oh, I I'm drinking this instead of a beer, you know? So it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's interesting, interesting to see how people have uh, embraced it. Yeah, I'm really glad like home brewers like yourself have taken the kind of initiative to kind of use your home brewing knowledge and your, you know, that kind of knowledge to then try and make a delicious craft beverage. But, you know, there's also going to be some challenges, right? Running, you know, running into craft beverages that aren't alcohol related. So what kind of challenges just have you had to go through developing this product? Yeah, there there were a lot of challenges and, and you know, when I uh, first started creating this at home, I, I took it to uh, a local craft brewery uh, called Bottle Logic that uh, that I just happened to love and just uh, met up with the brewer there and just said, said hey, what do you think of this? And uh, and they, they loved it. You know, they were like, wow, this is crazy. This is great. And they they actually helped me scale it up. And, you know, when you're scaling up from a five-gallon batch to, you know, we're doing like you know, 5,000 gallon or 10,000 gallon batches right now. Um, uh, you know, that it's, it's different, you know, the, the hop utilize utilization rates, uh, are different. And if you just went for a, with a one for one type method, you know, it, it wouldn't taste right. It'd right. be, well, you know, way too strong, for example, right. uh, in that case. Um, so, uh, anyway, they, yeah, they, you know, it says something about the, uh, the, the craft beer community, you know, they really embraced us here. They didn't say, Oh man, what are you guys trying to do? And are you trying to, uh, you know, make some statement about alcohol and, you know, we're not, but you know, they, they were just like, wow, this is great. You know, this is a new way to appreciate the flavor of hops. And, you know, we got started at beer festivals and, uh, that's kind of how, you know, tested it and really got some good feedback and uh, determined that, yeah, there might be, there might be a business here. Um, but, you know, kind of back to your question on the challenges, um, you know, you know, hops and, and beer, even beer, you know, beer has beer, craft beer, especially is best consumed fresh and it has a limited shelf life. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that really helps with the shelf life of beer is the alcohol in it, right? It acts as a preservative and, you know, hops naturally have some, uh, natural preservative type characteristics to them, but it's primarily the the alcohol that does that. And so for non-alcoholic beers or non-alcoholic beverages like this, that, you know, where we don't put a, put preservatives in it, um, you know, it's, it's somewhat of a challenge. And, uh, and so, and a lot of craft breweries don't do, you know, pasteurization and, and, and those type of things. So heat pasteurization can really affect hops, right? So if it's, you know, hotter temperatures bring out the bitterness in hops and the cooler temperatures bring out some of the citrusy, piney, more of the delicate aromas in there. And so using pasteurization, you know, you can really mess up the flavor. And I think that happens with non-alcoholic beer. One of the reasons that not, 
traditional non non alcoholic beer has been so bad is that you know they just have to cook it. Either they boil the alcohol off, and then they have to pasteurize it to keep it stable and safe. And uh, and so that was one of the major challenges. You know, how do you make a safe FDA compliant beverage uh, with hops and not ruin the hop flavor? And so you know, I think that was really the biggest the biggest challenge that we had to overcome. And you know, we we do pasteurize it for for safety, but we use really special um, methods and equipment that uh, we've discovered and perfected, you know, through lots of uh, trial and error and dumping batches and, uh, and all that. But uh, so I think that's kind of the biggest challenge is, uh, you know, that and not all hop varieties taste good in hop water. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, there's, sure. o- there's over a hundred varieties of hops. And, uh, and so, you know, those, those are kind of the things. So it's, it hasn't been easy. There's, there's no, you know, there's no recipe out there. We're actually, you know, nobody else was doing this. And so, you know, we're the first to market pioneer and uh, trying to figure out how, how to make it work. And, uh, and now we actually have some, some competitors some followers. Now, do you think like awareness of hop water in general is kind of a big challenge? Because for us, like it took me probably this last year to realize that hop water existed, you know, and it's just Maybe it's because we're East Coast, but how has awareness really heightened, you know, this craft beverage, you know, the rise of craft beverages that are non-alcoholic? Yeah, you know, that's that's always the the biggest challenge is, is with awareness with anything new. And, uh, you know, we don't have a huge budget to do marketing and, and all that. So a lot of it's just kind of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to get in to uh, a couple of retailers like Whole Foods were in some of their regions and, you know, people that discover new things, uh, try new things often are, are in, you know, a Whole Foods or some of these craft beer retailers that we're in and some of the specialty places. And, you know, it's just kind of been word of mouth. And we, you know, we have a uh, uh, at hops water, H2OPS water is our uh, social media handle. Um, on Instagram and we, uh, you know, try to post a lot of educational things to, to build awareness on that. But you're right. Awareness is super low. And, uh, you know, so we actually welcome, you know, more competitors coming into this because it'll help build awareness. And I think that, you know, once they, once they become aware of it, they do a little research, you know, they're going to find us. And it'll be good for the overall category. Your product comes in bottles. Are there any plans to can at any point, or is it not really compatible with what you're doing? Um, yeah, we we would like to get into cans, and uh, it's just uh, it's just something that uh, we have plans for down the road. And you know, when we started looking at you know where how can we do this on a small scale, right? Bottles were seemed to be the way to be able to do it, and we thought mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, bottles are more premium, you know, perception, at least, you know, at least then I think the world has changed in the last few years with that, uh, that you have some really fine, amazing craft beers and cans and, you know, cans don't let in the light. They, they're a better um, barrier against oxygen, which, which is kind of an enemy of beer as well as an enemy of hop water. Um, and uh, so cans are, and, and they ship a lot better too, you know, and so, 
we we plan in 2021 to be out in cans uh, to uh, complement what we do in bottles. Awesome. Crazy just how much the, you know, the industries have changed where, like you said, like bottles were the premium. And I think they still kind of are the premium, but they're not really now people's preferred, you know, container of choice mm-hmm. just because of, like we're saying, people are more active now. They want to get out. They want to, they don't want to have clinking bo- bottles in their, you know, backpacks. Uh, but, you know, right. they'll, they'll pop open a bottle like we did and just enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. it is a premium. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there's there's something about it, you know, when in social situations, you know, if you're holding a you're, you're ho- holding a bottle like in a, if you're in a restaurant or a bar, you know, we were thinking that, you know, that might be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a better way to introduce it. Because, you know, our our strategy was to go to um, what, what's called on premise, you know, like restaurants and bars, because, you know, the servers or the bartenders can, can talk it up, you know? And so, you know, oftentimes, like if you're in a drinking session at a bar, you know, and they'll say, Hey, you want another one? And like, Oh no, just give me a water. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so how much better is it both for the restaurant and the bar and the, and their patron, you know, to have a hop water, you know, to still kind of be in the session. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the benefits I think that, uh, that we see is that, when you're going from drinking beer, it pairs, you know, hop water pairs really well with mm-hmm. beer because, you know, it's, it's not such a shock to the system. you kind of feel like you're still in the session. And so we were kind of jokingly, you know, call it a session extender. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. I mean, like I would be one of those people that'd be like all for it. If the server came over, I was like, Oh, would you prefer to have hop water instead? I'd be like, of course, like, give me the hop yeah. water. Like, are you nuts? Like, <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's worked out pretty well. It's not working out so well well right now, you know, obviously with the uh, the, the COVID nineteen shutdown. But uh, but we're fortunate we're in a number of kind of small grocery chains and you know craft beer shops that are still open for pickup and uh, uh, and and you know we're we're continuing to grow. Probably not as fast as we would have otherwise, um, just because a lot of the retailers aren't bringing in new things. But, you know, we thankfully have a pretty good head start and uh, uh, a lot of retail partners that are, that are continuing to do pretty well with it. That's great. Well, we're hoping it gets more prominent over here on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because one of the great things of it not being alcoholic is you can actually get it shipped, correct? So we could go That's on your right. website yeah. and just order some? Yeah, you know, we, we haven't. We've, we've partnered with uh, two, two different retailers. Uh, one is NA Craft. And they're just the mm-hmm. online uh, website of all things craft, non-alcoholic alternatives. And then uh, locally here, there's a uh, there's like a, a wine and spirit shop that has been around forever, and they just have this pretty sizable e-commerce business. And we just kind of clicked into them. So you know, being a being a startup with limited resources, you know, you know, instead of hiring somebody to ship things out for you and uh, or, or trying to trying to work with Amazon, which is pretty time time consuming. We just said, hey, let's just let's just link these to our website. But you know, I think that's something that's going to be changing in the future. Here, we're you know, especially when we get into cans. Cans are much more economical to ship uh, than bottles, just because of the weight. Mm-hmm. Well, we're excited for that. Yeah. So, t- two personal questions. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> personal, Shannon but... loves to get personal on these. Yeah. <laughs> 
So first question is, what is your favorite hop variety and why? Although now I feel like about a dating show the way I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's, 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 that's good. You know, I'd have to say, you know, Columbus, you know, the Columbus hop is, is my favorite just because I have the most intimacy with it. Um, because, you know, back, back when I first bought all kinds of hops that I thought would never come out of the ground, the rhizomes, the roots, it was the Columbus hop that just thrived in my backyard. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they're actually in full, full bloom right now those hop the hops are out and i just love the smell with them smell of them and you know it's uh that's that's going to be my favorite hop james's hop plant is not doing too hot no again, not, so. we <laughs> had to relocate it and uh it's not doing too good right now so uh geez but yeah send us a picture of uh you with your hop plant that'd be great and we could post it uh, on our instagram okay. for those listeners listening to this episode yeah. i'll do awesome. that awesome and then other question is, what is your go-to craft beer? Like, what is your favorite? Uh, you know, I really love the Session IPAs. Um, and, you know, there's there's quite a few good ones uh, out there. I think, you know, Stone Brewing Company down in San Diego does the go-to IPA. And uh, I, I really like that one. Um, you know, there's there's quite a few others that I like as well. Pizza Port does a real nice session ipa which of course local down here in san diego drake's up in the bay area has a real nice one called kickpack um and uh, that's that's generally my my favorite because you know i don't know i like to drink more than one (laughs) (laughs) you know and uh you know i can drink maybe a couple of those and then switch to hop water if 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 that's if it's going to be uh you know a long session and the last question I have for you, Paul, now that Shannon got me going in the personal Sorry. question. So as a home brewer, are you still home brewing? You still have time to brew? And if so, what's your favorite beer to brew? Or what do you uh, brew? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do not as much. You know, this starting this business has is, is just been very, very time consuming. And uh, for a while there, I switched over to just brewing hop water at home, you know, for so long. <laughs> that I didn't have time to brew actual beer. Uh, so just trying to figure this out, but, uh, the so, latest one I did, I did a hazy, I did a hazy IPA, was oh, nice. the, the latest. Yeah. And it, it turned out pretty well. I, I, I think I'd want to dry hop it more than, than what I did. Uh, and now Paul, are you look- using an automated brewing system to, uh, brew these home brews or are you using just what your system look like? Your, your oh, home brew? Yeah. For the home brew, you know, we're, we're talking five gallon buckets, not, not automated at all. And, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty basic, pretty standard. Um, but you know, we right now, you know, our hop water is produced, you know, commercially and it's, uh, it's gone from being produced at a, you know, kind of local craft brewery and using like a mobile canner, mobile bottler kind of thing to right now we've, uh, uh, are, are brewing at a, a brewery that produces pretty big volumes and, you know, the quality level has gone up, you know, as far as the amount of dissolved oxygen, you know, how you control for oxygen in the product and just the, the way that, uh, you know, it's hopped and the way the labels go on the bottle nice and straight and, <laughs> and the caps go on nice and, you know, and tight so they don't leak and things like that. And, you know, and so we can, we can charge a little bit more reasonable price, you know, when you start doing, you know, higher volumes. So, but yeah, as far as my home brewing, you know. It's, it's two 
plastic buckets and uh, that's awesome <laughs> and that's it I, I had to ask because we did an episode on automated brewing versus you know the old-fashioned shannon was all for these you know kitchen appliance i was just taking that side coming. of the debate I yeah didn't yeah, say yeah, it was yeah. my preference <laughs> so we, i always have to kid and ask our guests so yeah you're a great oh, sport paul you know those those automated and and those uh, you know if you go on i don't know pinterest or wherever it is you see all these people with their you know, they're breweries that they've built in their garage and, you know, that are, uh, you know, must cost like 15, like a car, you know, yeah. <laughs> $15,000, $30,000 or something like that. And they're, you know, they're still, blue, you know, brewing small batches. So, so my, mm-hmm. my big dream is like, I'm going to hit it big and uh, I'll be able to, you know, build out my own, you know, fancy automated home brewer system like that just for, just for fun. Yeah, there you well, go. We'll be rooting for you. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Um, and before, I know you mentioned it earlier, but before we wrap up, just want to remind the listeners where they can find you. Yeah, our website is our name, H2OPS, and it's the letter O, not a zero, dot com. And then our uh, social media handle is at Hops Water, H2OPS Water. And uh, that's on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter as well. But uh, yeah, feel free to reach out to me, you know, with any questions or comments and ideas. And, you know, we're we're trying to figure out this, uh, the hop water thing and, you know, what what people think, you know, do they view us as a crazy type of non-alcoholic beer or are we just kind of an alternative sparkling water, you know, and uh, and uh, how do we best reach out to you? So and looking looking for ideas, we have grapefruit. We're. uh pondering a uh, a mango flavor Ooh. that uh you know we've we've done a few test batches on we're pretty excited about but uh always looking for ideas and feedback uh, so we can get better awesome great well thank you so much for joining us today paul and we will maybe talk to you later <laughs> all right shannon and james love your podcast and uh keep up the good work and uh honored to be uh on one of your episodes yeah, cheers thank you. you too cheers, cheers. paul Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Double Hop Beat Podcast. Follow us on our Instagram for our latest homebrewing and craft beer adventures. Direct message us at Double Hop Beat Podcast to share your experiences and become part of the pulse of brewing. You can also listen to us on our website, www.doublehopbeatpodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Cheers by rating and reviewing us. This This has been Double Hoppy. Catch you on the brew side.